We talk about the starters all the time, but does this Texas football team have enough depth to win the conference in 2023? You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked On Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, we're discussing the depth on this football team on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. And then in the last segment, we talk about Rodney Terry and his staff filling out the roster for the 2023 season. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day longhorn nation i'm calling on you a fellow longhorn is going through some really tough times i will be posting a gofundme in the youtube comments as well as the pod podcast description on audio uh this is the best fan base in the world and we have a chance to show it for a really good cause you know so thank you for all of your support it's greatly appreciated and needed now we're talking about the depth on this football team and i was on inside texas reading a q a between the fans and uh gary hamilton and i can't remember what the question was but his answer to it he was talking about the depth on the football team and he said that you know everybody wants to talk about the starters and for good reason right the starters are really good but depth is ultimately what wins you football games and championships at the conference and national level and this texas team has a ton of depth right we've said a multitude of times that this may be one of the most talented teams we've seen at the 40 acres since the Mac Brown era. People have taken it a step further and said this is the most talented team we've seen since 05 or 09 when Texas made it to the national championship. So this team has a lot of expectations. Right. And not only the starters are going to have to you know live up to their parts to reach those expectations, but the depth, too, because not only will injuries happen, we know that is football, but we saw mostly on the defensive side of the ball that we rotated players at every position, D-tackle, edge, linebacker, corner, safety. We rotated players at every position last year, not just due to injury, due to natural rotations. And so you need players to come off the bench and help you meet those expectations as well. And I think that there may have been a few games that Texas lost last year because they didn't have the requisite depth they needed. When you look at the Alabama game and the injury to Quinn Ewers, Hudson Card came in, but I think that Quinn Ewers is a better quarterback than Hudson Card. And I think that Quinn Ewers greatly outplayed Hudson Card in the short amount of time he was in the Alabama game. And I think that, you know, you can make a strong argument that that's the reason we lost to Alabama. I don't think that Hudson Card is the reason we lost to Texas Tech, but people have made the argument if we had Quinn Ewers, the game wouldn't have been that close. I don't know if that's true, but people have made that argument. Not having Xavier Worthy in the second half definitely hampered this offense. That could be a reason we lost to Texas Tech. Not having Junior Angelau all year, I think, was a big loss because the interior offensive line was not one of the strengths of this football team. I think Junior Angelau would have helped that last season and Isaiah Nayor we were a two wide receiver offense all year it was literally Xavier Worthy uh Jordan Whittington or bust right Isaiah Nayor would have been a big factor in this offense so key injuries last year didn't derail the season obviously because you went eight and five but they played a part 
So we're grading the depth this year on the Texas football team. What would happen if we lost a starter? Would we still be in good shape? And we're starting with the offensive side of the ball in this first segment. And we're starting with quarterback, the most important position on the field. And we're going to go with Malik Murphy. We're going to leave Arch Manning alone for a little bit, right? I don't see a scenario in which Malik Murphy and Quinn Ewers get hurt at the same time. I'm going to knock on wood and make sure that doesn't happen. But Quinn Ewers, our starting quarterback, his last two years as a starter, one year in high school and the last year at Texas, he has dealt with injury. So Malik Murphy, may be due up and I'm giving Emily Murphy an A because he just has a, a aura and a presence about him right he commands the field Peyton Kirkland said that uh in an interview he did in Orlando right he just has a presence about him that people want to follow we've heard since the moment he got on campus that the players were gravitated toward him and he was a natural leader and also I think he's a really good quarterback and now he's been in Steve Sarkeesian's system for two years I think if Quinn Ewers were to go down for some reason knock on wood. I think Malik Murphy could still lead Texas to a big 12 championship. So I'm giving him an A at running back. We did not know for the earlier part of the off season around the spring game, who would be the starter going into the season. We figured it would be Jonathan Brooks, but we didn't see a lot of them early on because he was dealing with that sports hernia in the off season. And now we know he probably will be the starter in the bell cow going into 2023. So then the depth behind him would be Cedric Baxter, Jaden blue, and then, of course, Keelan Robinson, Trey Wisner, and Savion Red, right? A deep and very talented running back room. But I think the majority of touches after Jonathan Brooks will go to Cedric Baxter and Jaden Blue. One was the number one running back. One was the number one running back at a point before he opted out his senior year. I think both of them could be starters on the majority of Power 5 teams in the country. I'm giving them an A. I think all three of them. Baxter Blue and Jonathan Brooks are very explosive. And if you lost Jonathan Brooks, I think this running back room would be more than fine. At wide receiver, your three starters, I presume, will be Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, and A.D. Mitchell. I think overall this wide receiver room is an A+. But the depth, I'm going to give a B plus, right? And I love Jonte Cook. I think five years from now, we'll look back and say he was the best wide receiver in this room right now. I'm that confident in his abilities. DeAndre Moore, I love his pedigree. Really good player out of the slot. And Isaiah Nayor, right? Somebody who averaged almost 20 yards of reception at Wyoming. The reason I'm giving them a B plus, even though I think they have all the talent in the world, is because Jate Cook and DeAndre Moore are true freshmen. If you needed to, if you needed them to come in and play a significant role, obviously there's a learning curve there. And even though they're talented, there's going to be some growing pains, right? Isaiah Nayor is coming off of a torn ACL. If you needed to rely on him for big stretches of the season, we're not sure how healthy he'll be or how immediately he'll snap back from that ACL. So that's why I think the whole room is an A plus, but I'm giving the depth a B plus, even though I think they're three of the most talented receivers in the country coming off the bench. At tight end, I'm giving Gunnar Helm a C. And this is no disrespect to Gunnar Helm, but I think that Jatavian Sanders is a different type of player, right? He's one of the three best tight ends in the country, and he's more of a modern tight end, somebody that can make plays in the short to intermediate area of the field, but also can make plays down the field. He can run routes. He's athletic. He can run by you, and he has some wiggle, right? He can make people miss. That does not describe Gunnar Helm. He's just a completely different type of tight end, and that's okay, right? But we need JT Sanders in this offense to unlock its full capability. Steve Sarkeesian has said multiple times that tight end is the second most important position on his offense. So I'm weighing it based on our head coach's comments. If we lost to Tavian Sanders, that would completely change our offense if we had to put in Gunnar Helm. No disrespect to Gunnar Helm, just two completely different types of players. And on the offensive line, we're going to start with the tackle position. Great in the depth. Cam Williams is your swing tackle. I think if Kelvin Banks goes down, you move Christian Jones to left tackle. You move Cam Williams into right. If Christian Jones goes down, you just replace him with Cam Williams. And we haven't seen him yet at the 40 acres. We know he's a big mammoth of a man. I think he's like 365, 370. Definitely can move people in the run game. Not 
not sure how nimble and how good he'll be in the passing game. But I think overall the offensive line would be fine if you had to put Cam Williams in at the tackle position. So I'm giving him a B. Let me knock on wood again. <laughs> Interior offensive line. I think whether it's Cole Hudson or DJ Campbell starting at the guard position, the other one is a really good option to have coming off the bench. And then you also have Big Nito and Jaden Chapman as your interior offensive lineman as well, blue chip players. So no matter what, you'll have at least three four-star interior offensive lineman coming off the bench this season for the Texas Longhorns. So I'm giving that unit a B plus Kyle Flett has done an amazing job, but we all know that that's the offensive side of the ball. Love the depth on that side behind beside the tight end position. But I think no matter what happens, knock on wood, this Texas football team will be really good on that side of the ball in 2023. A quick word from FanDuel. And we're talking about the depth on the defensive side, which is a little more important because like I said, we rotate a lot. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to two hundred dollars in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, let's get to the depth on the defensive side of the ball. And like I said, last year, we had a lot of natural rotations. It even surprised me that we were rotating so much at linebacker, at corner, and at safety. Because you know on the defensive line, you want to get fresh bodies in there, right? Those are big dudes. They're getting worn out, chasing ball carriers all day, trying to rush the passer. But at linebacker, corner, and safety, you expect them to be athletic enough to play you know, 60, 70 snaps. We rotated a lot and this Texas defense was better for it, right? So I have to give credit to Pete Kukowski and his staff for implementing that. I think they were able to bring in, you know, fresh players throughout the course of the game. And for the most part, they were able to come in and match the projection of the starters. I don't think we lost too much when we were bringing in depth on the defensive side of the ball. So we're starting with the edge position and I don't think we have any dominant edges. I'm very confident that Baron Sorrell would be really good this year. I think he'll be a seven and a half plus sat type of player, but who will come in behind Baron Sorrell? Who will start opposite of Baron Sorrell at that edge position? We really don't know. Will it be Justice Finkley? Will it be Ethan Burke? Who will come in behind them? Who will come in behind uh, Baron Terrell, will it be Colton Bassick? Will it be Jare Bledsoe, Jamon Tapp? Is it somebody I'm not naming? We really don't know at this point. So I'm going to give it a B. I think there are a lot of talented players in that room, maybe the most talented D-line room we've had at the edge position in a long time, but we're not sure how polished they are, and we're not sure how productive any of them will be outside of Baron Terrell. So I'm going to give that room as a whole, especially the depth behind Baron Terrell, a B. At D-tackle, I love Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy was a preseason pick for first-team All-Big 12. Tavondre Sweat could easily be first-team All-Big 12. I think they're two really good players. The depth behind them, I'm going to go with the immediate depth that Alfred Collins and Trill Carter. And I'm giving them a B, right? And I think Alfred Collins has the potential to make me look crazy for saying that, right? But we've been waiting for him to pop for a long time. We know he has the potential but, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? And the bird in the hand is 
we haven't seen enough from Alfred Collins yet. The two in the bush is what he could be. But we've been waiting on that for three years. So I think he'll be better this year. He understands it's a contract year, but he's still an enigma at this point. He's still unknown in terms of what he can bring to this football team on a consistent basis. And Trill Carter just transferred in from Minnesota, and I think he's a really good player. But really good programs don't let really good trench players go. <laughs> and Trill Carter was on the market maybe for a reason. So I think that Tamandre Sweat and Byron Murphy are really good. I think that Alfred Collins and Trill Carter are good depth, but I do think they're a step behind what you're getting from Murphy and Sweat on that first team. At linebacker, I think if you had to take out Jalen Ford on the inside, you would probably put in Leonga LaFowle at this point, maybe Jet Bush, but I'm confident in Leonga LaFowle. And then at the off-ball linebacker position, you had David Bender right now, but the likely replacement behind him is Anthony Hill and I'm giving them B plus and I know that they're true freshmen I know that I knocked Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore for being true freshmen even though I gave the depth of B plus for the wide receivers but I just think Leonga LaFowle and Anthony Hill are special right I think Anthony Hill could probably start over David Bender right now and Jalen Ford is an All-American but I think Leonga LaFowle could get significant playing time as a true freshman and be okay on that side of the ball so I love our linebacker depth and that's not even mentioning all of the other players like Jet Bush, Samaj Burrell, Darion Gallette, uh, Mo Blackwell. We have some really talented players at that position, given that depth of B plus at corner. Your starters are likely to be Ryan Watts, Jade Barron, and Terrence Brooks. That's who I'm projecting to be the starters. Jade Barron and Ryan Watts are locked in. It really comes down to who will be the field corner between Gavin Holmes and Terrence Brooks. I'm picking Terrence Brooks. I'm a little biased. You know, he's from Texas, homegrown at Texas, right? Gavin Holmes is a transfer, but I think he can be really good for us. So the backups behind them would most likely be Jalen Gilbo, Malik Muhammad, and Gavin Holmes. And I'm giving them a B. And I think uh, Jalen Gilbo is uh, Jalen Gilbo, excuse me. Really talented player. He played a lot for Texas last year, was really good. Malik Muhammad is a true freshman, but he was one of the top corners in the nation, a top 50 player overall in the country. And Gavin Holmes, even though he's smaller in stature, is a really talented player at the corner position. But I'm giving them a B, just not sure if they would be able to come in and match what Jade Barron, Ryan Watts, and Terrence Brooks give you, especially Watson Barron, who I think are two of the best corners in the conference and maybe in the country, right? So I think there definitely would be a drop-off, even as talented as Gilbo Muhammad and Gavin Holmes are. And at the safety position, I'm giving them a C. This is another position where I feel like if we lost a starter, we knock on wood, we definitely not lose it too. I hope not. It would completely change this football team, right? We saw last year with Jaron Thompson how improved he was. He was always around the ball. He definitely came up and made a lot of plays in the run game. And he should have had about five or six interceptions last year. He just kept dropping them. But he had an amazing year. He was Big 12 honorable mention. You can make a case he should have been on one of the actual Big 12 teams. He was that good. And I thought what was so impressive about him last year was his communication because we communicated back to front. And I think Anthony Cook and uh, Jaron Thompson were so important in the improvement of our defense, not just in terms of play on the field, but being ready pre-snap, right? Jaron Thompson was a big part of that. And then Jalen Catalan is a former all-SEC safety, right? The tape speaks for itself. The only question mark about him is can he stay healthy? But he's a really good player, right? Behind him, you have Keith Crawford, who we have yet to see kind of jump on the scene at the 40 acres. We've seen flashes. We know how athletic he is, but we don't know if he can put it all together for a significant stretch. And Michael Taft, you know, a great story, but he was a walk-on, right? That's not Jalen Catalan and Jaron Thompson. So I think if we were to lose one or both of them, knock on wood again, there would be a drop-off. I think that Keaton Crawford and Michael Taft could make plays for this Texas football team, but they're not Jalen Catalan or Jaron Thompson. But overall, I think we have really good depth on this Texas football team, the depth it takes to win a conference like the Big 12 in 2023. A quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about Rodney Terry and his staff filling out this roster for the 2023 season. 
So Ronnie Terry and his staff got their latest commitment a few days ago, and now it seems like uh, the roster will be filled going into the season. I thought that it might be done after they got Ithiel Horton. You know, surprised they're still able to bring in players because at this point, it's like, okay, how are you going to divvy up the minutes? How are you going to divvy up the rotation? Who's going to play and who's going to come off the bench and who's going to be, you know, leading the scout team, right? But the other day they got Devin Pryor and he is 6'7", 180 out of the Houston Cypress area. He's at PSAT XEA Academy. I had never heard of it. Uh, seems like a prep school. And when I looked up the school, I read a story on their curriculum. They spent about half the day, you know, kind of focusing on athletics, your training regimen and all of that. It's really designed to get you to the next level. And then the other four hours or maybe not even not, I don't even know if it's eight hours, but the other half of the day, I should say, I'm thinking of a work day, right? The other half of the day is like actual academic curriculum. So they spend half the day dedicating themselves to training and, you know, trying to get ready for their sport at the next level. So I think Devin Pryor is coming from a really good institution. He was committed to LSU in the 2024 class. He flipped to Texas and reclassified to 2023. So he will be joining the team this season. And what I love about Devin Pryor is he is long and athletic, right? He kind of looks like Dylan Mitchell in the terms of very long player that should be able to guard multiple positions, very athletic plays above the rim, right? You'll see a lot of dunks on his highlight tape has the link to guard multiple positions. I think that, you know, if he has the foot speed, he should be able to guard one through three, just based on his size and his length alone. And he looks like a developmental three and D guy, right? He's not a future, you know, Marcus Carr, Serge Jabari Rice, or, you know, KD or whoever, right? But he's going to be a really good player that can guard multiple positions at the 40 acres under Ronnie Terry and the staff's development. And if he, and if he can develop a consistent three ball, then he's going to he's going to be somebody that can get a lot of minutes on the court. So I love what they've done with this roster. Like I said, it looks like it's field this season. And I'll say it again. I'll continue to say it until the season starts. I think this is a team that can compete for a Big 12 title and should make it to the Sweet 16 and beyond. And What's really good now is you lost your 2023 class in Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson, but now you have Devin Pryor and Chris Johnson in your 2023 class who definitely will probably be coming back next year. You have Kendall Weaver who will probably be coming back next year. Caden Shedrick, if he doesn't start this year, likely comes back next season. So when you didn't have a recruiting class, you looked like you were going to have to just go into the transfer portal and build your whole roster year in and year out, you know, from scratch. And that's not sustainable. Now you have uh 2023 class that you can develop and could be significant players for you next season right and that's how you build a basketball team over time right you can't just go into the transfer portal every year and build your roster that way so Rodney Terry and his staff doing it the right way very excited about the future of this basketball program thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Longhorns as a reminder that GoFundMe link is in the YouTube comments and in the podcast description appreciate you for all of your support Longhorn Nation hook them and peace.